Hillary Clinton is describing herself using images of Rocky Balboa. Her message, she's not a quitter. And we'll discuss how assaults on core moral beliefs have drawn Catholics and evangelicals together to fight the culture wars. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yes. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Your host is Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson. Let me tell you something. When it comes to finishing the fight, Rocky and I have a lot in common. Okay, it's Hillary Clinton. It's not Adrian, it's Hillary, the woman in this song versus Barack Obama. Who is going to win? Who's going to finish strong? And uh, what are the issues? We're going to talk about that. This is Jerry Johnson Live with Pennedexter. Uh, Hillary Clinton is saying that uh, she's not going to listen to these calls for her to step down and step back and give in and give up. She's going to be like Rocky. Senator Obama says he's getting tired of the campaign. His supporters say they want it to end. Well, could you imagine if Rocky Balboa had gotten halfway up those art museum stairs and said, well, I guess that's about far enough. That's not the way it works. Let me tell you something. When it comes to finishing the fight, Rocky and I have a lot in common. Okay, a lot of people say this fight, though, is going to tear apart the Democrat Party. But here's Obama. Every state in which we have competed, you have seen record registrations, record turnout. You've seen independents and Republicans in droves flock to the Democratic primary. All right, in just a minute, we're going to talk to a Washington expert, a Southern Baptist on the ground in Washington, D.C. Is this tearing apart the Democrat Party? But more importantly, where do Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama stand on the most important issue to pro-life Christian conservatives. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Well, Dr. Johnson, there's also a new report out from the Vatican that shows that Islam <clears throat> excuse me, has overtaken Catholicism as the biggest single religious denomination in the world. And meanwhile, uh, speaking of the strength of parties, Catholics and evangelicals really confronted by growing secularism, are banding together to fight political battles. We're going to talk about this powerful alliance with Deal Hudson, He's author of a new book, Onward Christian Soldier. That's later in the program. 
All right, here in the studio we have a Criswell College man preaching in chapel today, Dr. Barrett Duke, uh, Criswell College alumni. He is also vice president for public policy at the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention based in Washington, D.C. Dr. Duke, welcome back to the program. Dr. Johnson, glad to be with you today. All right, we've got Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama duking it out uh, right now in the Democrat primary. You know, I was at the barbershop a week or two ago over in East Texas, and uh, a guy comes in, starts talking to the barber, says, looks like Hillary's going to win. Our gal's going to win. I thought it was a joke because I didn't think people in East Texas would support Hillary Clinton. They were being serious. They were Democrats. They were yellow dog Democrats. Another guy said, you know, well, I'm not going to vote for no. Then he used a racial pejorative. And uh, I think it's very interesting right now that uh, there's different kinds of Democrats. And um, there's this recent poll that shows that about 20% of Obama supporters say if Hillary's the candidate, they'll vote for McCain. And likewise, there's about 20% of Clinton supporters who say if Obama's the candidate, they're going to vote for McCain. Do you think the Democrats are committing you know, party suicide here by, you know, what's going to happen? What are people saying in Washington, D.C.? Yeah, I think um, it's pretty obvious that the Democrats have a serious problem on their hands. Um, I think that um, it's definitely true that um, Hillary is creating serious problems for them. Uh, But when you think about it, uh, Hillary's really in a tough spot. She's looking at the fact that if she doesn't win the presidency now, she's probably not going to be president of the United States ever. Um, and uh, that probably doesn't sit very well with her. And uh, my guess is she'll she'll hang on to that uh, until um, um, uh, she's run off. Um, I, I just can't imagine that she's just going to walk away from this. She's lived all, all her life coming up to this point. I agree. She's going to fight to the end. Well, I wasn't at a barbershop, but I was at a Starbucks on Saturday, and uh, the Hillary delegates came in and had a little meeting there. (laughs) And, you know, they were all women except one elderly man, and there were several different races of people, and they were, I mean, you could hear them slamming Obama. They are really scared of this Barack Obama phenomenon. And, you know, he says... And he's right that he's brought new people into the party. There are even a lot a lot of young Republicans who are voting Obama because they're so excited about this guy. And I think what has to happen with him is uh, his positions on the issues have to get defined. Once that starts happening, it'll be too late probably for Hillary. But it may be very helpful for um, uh, John McCain. Okay, so this is about politics, but I want to get to principle and to policy because as Christians, as conservatives, we're really concerned about the issues more than the politics. Dr. Duke, I'm thinking about probably the, the one issue that Christians have been most concerned about for the last 30 years or so, and that is the sanctity of innocent human life. We have a couple of big stories in the news today, one of them that there is a suicide machine coming out that lets you push the final button for yourself. It's an advancement, if you want to call it that, on the old Kevorkian me- method. And uh, But uh, actually, let's go to the beginning end of life and talk about these two candidates, because you've got Uh, Barack Obama really making a big splash this week in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, in a town hall. Obama told the crowd that he didn't want his daughters punished with a baby. So they're talking about sex education. They're talking about, um, you know, 
what's going to happen in the schools. And he says, I don't want them punished with a, a sexually transmitted disease. And I don't want them punished with a baby. Uh, do the Democrats have a problem, Dr. Duke, when it comes to talking about the sanctity of innocent human life and really thinking about children in a different way than, than most people in America think about children? Well, I can tell you, I don't think of my children as punishment. Uh, God doesn't uh, call children punishment. Uh, he says they are a blessing. In fact, uh, God says, blessed is the man who has his quiver full. Uh, that's more than one. Um, and uh, so um, I just uh, can't imagine that anybody uh, would talk about um, uh, a child, a gift of life, uh, as being a punishment. Um, for one thing, uh, you know, uh, if a girl becomes pregnant, there, there are reasons for that. Um, and uh, there are behavior questions to address, not only with the young girls, but with the irresponsible young men as well. Um, and uh, I think we should be talking about behavior um, that uh, leads to um, unplanned and um, uh, pregnancies outside of marriage um, uh, rather than uh, talking about aborting babies um, and uh, talking about uh, such absurd things as punishing uh, people with, uh, with uh, babies. Now, you work on Capitol Hill. What is your observation of Obama's record on the sanctity of human life, also Hillary Clinton's? Well, I think his uh, record is abysmal. Um, Obama has um, a, um, a higher liberal rating than um, Hillary Clinton does. And, of course, uh, most of us, when we found that out, were astonished because we didn't think you could have a worse uh, record on uh, life issues than uh, uh, Senator Clinton. But, uh, yes, uh, Senator Obama has an abysmal record on the sanctity of human life. Now, National Journal put him as the most liberal senator in the 100-member U.S. Senate. Yes, they did. And uh, his statement about uh, being punished with a baby um, just uh, reinforces Verifies the fact that. that they were right to give him that No rating. other senator would say it quite like that. Uh, well, no <laughs> other senator has said it quite like that. I can tell you that. Mm. Um, so a lot of soaring rhetoric, a lot of emotion, a lot of swooning out there at these big campaign events. But uh, – Penna, you have mentioned before, and our listeners really should be reminded about this uh, extreme vote that he made on abortion. You know, first of all, Dr. Johnson, I think his statement about uh, his daughters is a real slam on all the single moms in his constituency, of which there are many out there. But uh, yes, in the state of Illinois, when he was in the legislature there, he had a very liberal abortion uh, uh, record. And one of those votes was reported by uh, our friend Jill Stanick, who's a nurse there, who has spoken out against these live birth abortions. And uh, this born alive legislation that's sort of been taking hold across the country and even nationally, he voted against. So it was really voting against protecting a baby who survived a botched abortion. And to me, that's pretty radical. He, of course, supports partial birth abortion. And uh, he is a radical pro-abort. And I think that has to get out there. And these statements over the weekend are at least going to help make that case. Dr. Duke, listen, uh, if he supports partial birth abortion, if he supports killing um, infants who survived abortions, I mean, would this be the first presidential candidate that supports infanticide? Um, well, you know, um, I don't see any indication that he would uh, try to stop it from happening. Um, he seems to be pretty willing to um, uh, live with any kind of abortion that comes along. You know, the rhetoric amazes me. Um, you know, the liberals will tell you they, they don't 
uh, believe in abortion themselves, but they don't believe in uh, preventing uh, somebody from having abortion if they want to. Um, regardless of, of your attitude about that, uh, what you're ending up doing is supporting uh, the right to kill unborn human life. Um, and in some of these cases, it's after the human life is born. I mean, here's here are babies that are delivered uh, that people are allowing to die. And uh, we're thinking about, or some people are thinking about uh, having, as the president of the United States, somebody who's willing to support policies like that. Um, that's a road I would rather not go down. Dr. Duke, you are a Criswell College graduate. You're also a Ph.D. graduate in, in Old Testament in Hebrew. Um, this show is about the Christian worldview. We've got a couple of minutes left in this segment. Uh, you are Vice President for Public Policy for the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. So you're really representing Southern Baptists on public policy issues. In just a couple of minutes, could you lay out the biblical case for the sanctity of human life from conception onward. Well, sure. Um, uh, we start from the very beginning when we're told that God created human beings in his image. Nothing else in the Bible is described as being created in the image of God. Uh, that makes humans not just uh, different um, um, by degree, but different in kind. Mm. Uh, human beings are in, of an entirely different uh, a part of creation than all the rest of creation, and uh, they should be treated differently as a result. Uh, we see in the Bible where um, God describes his creation not only of us uh, at conception, but also his involvement in the formation of our bodies, that uh, the psalmist tells us that God was uh, present in our actual formation. As we grew in our mother's womb, God was present. Uh, we see uh, God's um, uh, great concern for humanity uh, on the cross. Um, God is so unwilling that any human being would would perish that he actually sent his only son to the cross to die for sinful humanity. Uh, you see um, God's concern for humanity and his commitment to the sanctity of human life from Genesis all the way through to the book of Revelation. Mm. Mary did not see this unplanned pregnancy as punishment. In fact, you will never find in the Bible the birth of a child as a bad news or a bad announcement. Children in the Bible, planned, unplanned, uh, are always a blessing. And I think the Bible teaches that consistently. Well, speaking of politics and Christians, you know there's an unusual alliance over the last 20 or 30 years between Catholics and evangelicals, even Baptists. We're going to talk about that. What what can we do together? If we're not doing church together or missions together, are there legitimate things that Baptists, Evangelicals, and Catholics can do together to be salt, to be light? We'll be right back. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian 
same frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's criswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Onward Christian Soldiers. Maybe you haven't heard that one in a while, but uh, in fact, uh, the church um, is in a battle. It's very interesting. Jesus said, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And I don't think that's a church uh, in defense. Uh, That's the church advancing on the gates of hell, the church on the offense. And certainly in missions and evangelism, we believe that about the church, and that's uh, certainly the main context of that passage in Matthew chapter 16. But the church is also to be salt and to be light. And uh, here, Christians are in a, in a war, in a, a culture war. And um, Christians who don't cooperate normally for missions or evangelism, and I'm talking now about the Protestant-Catholic split, uh, seem to have found a way to cooperate in recent days for other purposes. Let's talk about that. Well, it's a powerful coalition, Dr. Johnson. In fact, in the past 30 years, the religiously active voter has migrated to the Republican Party. As we know, Democrats are trying to change that. But our next guest says that this combination of Catholics and evangelicals has been a powerful force for good in American politics. Now, his name is Deal Hudson. He's a director of the Morley Institute for Church and Culture. He's also the former publisher and editor for Crisis Magazine, which is a Catholic monthly published in Washington, D.C. He does a lot of uh, television and uh, media appearances. He's got his B.A. in philosophy from University of Texas at Austin and MDiv from Princeton Theological Seminary, Ph.D. from the Institute for Liberal Arts at Emory University. And uh, Dr. Hudson, thank you so much for joining us. And a native of Fort Worth. Oh, well, we're glad to hear that. Another Texan. There you go. Listen, uh, a lot of people don't realize that uh, some of the gains that the pro-family uh, traditional values type uh, movement has made over the years have been as a result of the fact that uh, Catholics and evangelicals have been able to work together on some of these issues. Isn't that the case? Well, I think that's uh, what I'm trying to uh, show people in my book, that so often the religious right which is the label for the religious conservative movement of the last 30 years, was just an evangelical movement. And that's not true. Uh, Most, in fact, of the early leaders, those who inspired the Falwells and the Robertsons, were Catholic. They were the precursors for Falwell and Robertson. And all the major leaders of the religious right, and I interviewed them, told me that upwards of 30% of their membership was Catholic. And what I did in my book was I explained why uh, Catholics, especially pro-life Catholics, 
had to go to these evangelical leaders, join their organizations, because they had nowhere to go in the Catholic Church to do that work. It was very, it was a very sad period uh, in the history of the Catholic Church in this country. All right, the book is Onward, Christian Soldiers, The Growing Political Power of Catholics and Evangelicals in the United States. Now, when you speak of these organizations, one I think of that uh, is the Family Research Council. Tony Perkins has a show on our, our station, KCBI, and uh, in that organization, people think of it as evangelical, but it's really half Catholic. There are Catholics yeah. and Protestants working together on policy there very effectively, and uh, that's just one, isn't it? That's a very good example. But, you know, it goes back further than that. Uh, Phyllis Schlafly is Catholic. A lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. And she is arguably the godmother of the entire movement. Uh, Paul Weirich is a deacon in the Melkite Catholic Church. As you know, he's the one that gave Jerry Falwell the name Moral Majority. Mm-hmm. He's the one that rallied the first two meetings of ministers that led to the movement that we call the religious right. Richard Vigory is the man who pioneered the direct mail campaigns of the earliest religious right organizations, and uh, and on and on. And I chronicled this all in my book. I saw Richard Vigory at the airport the other day, and we talked for a while, and uh, we were talking about the big 1980 rally with Ronald Reagan here in Dallas. Dr. W.A. Criswell, uh, who founded Criswell College, uh, was at that rally, helped organize Baptists and conservatives and evangelicals in Texas. But Vigory was there and many other Catholic leaders there at that meeting. And Reagan showed up. Let me ask you this question, uh, Deal. Um, I think that a lot of people used to think that uh, Catholics are going to support the Democrat and Protestants are going to support the Republican. What, uh, what kind of changeover have you seen both ways um, in this culture war? By the way, I can't let your comment go without me telling you that W. A. Criswell married my parents. <laughs> That's wonderful. Wow. That's... I think they. I was told he was the first couple they married after he became pastor of First Baptist Dallas. Wow. Well, that's fascinating. Well, we yeah, have a lot in common besides the issues. <laughs> and um, and this is really, I mean, symbolic of what my argument is in my book that um, we are a unified force. Hmm because of the values we believe in, because of the kinds of family life we want to protect. We mm-hmm. want to protect the prerogatives of parents to raise their children in the faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the reason this whole thing got started back in the 70s is because Christians got fed up, got fed up with court decisions, they get fed up with with bad television and bad movies, and they got fed up with being, you know, being told how to raise their children and what to teach them, and they revolted. It was a revolt. Mm. And, you know, this old saw about Catholics being Democrats hasn't been true for a long, long time. Mm. Now, I'm a Catholic. I've been a Catholic since I was 34. I was a Southern Baptist. And wow. I, I have one foot in both camps. That's why I went to talk to John, John Hagee last Friday mm-hmm. for three hours in New York City to talk about, you know, his what he thinks is a misunderstanding about being Mm anti-Catholic. So we're starting to work that out. I wrote an article about it that I published today on my website, InsideCatholic.com, which is the Internet version of Crisis Magazine. And Catholics have been coming into the Republican Party steadily since the 70s. Mm -hmm. And they they joined evangelicals in electing Reagan, uh, in electing Papa Bush. They joined 
evangelicals in trying to beat Clinton twice, but they certainly were decisive in electing Bush in 2000, 2004. Hmm. Well, this is Jerry Johnson Live with Pennedexter. Our guest is Deal Hudson. He's written the book Onward Christian Soldiers, The Growing Political Power of Catholics and Evangelicals in the United States. Uh, let me ask you this question. Uh, a guy named Will Her- Herberg years ago wrote a book called Protestant Catholic Jew, yeah. and he talked Very about a, a coalition important. coalition of uh, Americans. Um, and I've noticed this deal. I want to ask you to comment on it. As a Southern Baptist, when it comes to ethics and morals, I seem to have more in common with conservative Catholics conservative Jews than I do with liberal Baptist. What is your reflection on that? I think you're absolutely right. That is, when you go over to a liberal Protestant, no matter whether they're called a Baptist or what, you've crossed the cultural divide. You've crossed the divide on abortion, on marriage, gay marriage. You've crossed the divide on multiculturalism. You've crossed so many all the issues line up on both sides of that divide, and it, it's no surprise to anyone that those denominations are shrinking in size and in influence. And when, and when people talk about a religious left, my comment is, you mean all ten of them? I mean, it's just <laughs> well, not very big. Hey, yeah. Deal, I want to get to this issue really quick, uh, yeah. Barack Obama, because this does, this does end up... Um, in, in the issues, and today we've been talking about the fact that Barack Obama in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, uh, was talking about sex education, didn't want his daughters to, to go without sex education. He didn't want them to be punished by HIV or AIDS. But he also said, I don't want them punished with a baby. I would like to know your thought on that quote. It's horrendous. Uh, it, it makes me shudder. Uh Life is life is the bottom line. Uh, without respect for life, you have nothing else. You have no law. You have no sacredness. I mean, God God is the author of life. That's that is the core of what creation is. And so, when he says that, he's expressing a worldview which is the cause of this revolt of the religious right. And it's exactly why, regardless of whatever problems people have with John McCain, Obama is going to bring religious conservatives out into the trenches, and they will fight. You can bet on it. I think it. you may be right. Deal Hudson, he's written the book Onward Christian Soldiers. It's about Catholics and evangelicals in uh, co-belligerency for uh, social, ethical, moral issues in the country. Deal, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Jerry, and thanks for playing the song. All right. Okay. Well, listen, folks, uh, here's the question. We're going to open the lines up right now. Barack Obama says, I don't want them punished with a baby. I'd like to hear from some Obama supporters today, particularly, respond to this. Maybe Hillary supporters, maybe McCain supporters. Does this affect your vote? The number is 800-881-9270. 800-881-9270. Obama says, I don't want them punished with a baby. You've heard what Dr. Duke said about the biblical and theological basis for the sanctity of human life. And we hear the soaring rhetoric of Obama and Clinton. It takes a village or, uh, you know, Jocelyn Elders used to say every child a wanted child. 
But uh, this is pretty blunt today on what this man, and I think this party, thinks about unborn children. I don't want them punished with a baby. We want your comments. The number, 800-881-9270. The phones are already lighting up. We'll go straight to the phones when we come back. It's Jerry Johnson Live with Pennedexter. We'll be right back. listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. It's true that Senator Clinton's folks are passionate, my folks are passionate, and you know, some surrogates have said some things that create some bad blood. All right, Barack Obama talking about political bad, bad blood between the Clinton camp, the Obama camp, but both of them agree really, on unrestricted access to abortion. Obama's saying he didn't want his daughters punished with the baby. They need sex education, he said. Here's Obama again. I have a lot of respect for Senator Clinton. I think that she deserves to be able to run as long as she wants, and we are going to come together. All right, they're going to come together. Well, the Democrat Party is actually pro-choice, effectively pro-abortion. We want to know what you think about that, particularly Obama supporters. Maybe if you're supporting Clinton or McCain, though, you call in, too. we got three lined up right now. Tyler from Arlington. Obama says, I don't want my daughters punished with a baby. Your response? Well, my question is, how do his daughters feel like being referred to as punishment to him? Well, exactly. I think that's a question. Good point. And that is... Uh, you know, I, um, I've always felt this way about evolution when we teach these children in school that, uh, you know, they're there as a product of mindless chance and so forth over millions of years. And then we say, oh, uh, we're going to teach self-esteem the next hour. But also, uh, when you teach that uh, these children are not wanted and they're punishment, uh, that does affect, I think, uh, one's self-image. Is that what you're thinking there, Tyler? Well, Tyler's off the line, but I think it's an important point. Let's go on to Jeanette in Dallas. Jeanette, what do you think about Obama saying he doesn't want them punished with the baby? That is, his daughters. Well, um, I want to say that I am a born-again Christian, and I believe in a very strict and literal interpretation of the Bible. With that said, I definitely believe abortion is wrong, and it saddens me to think that our leaders or our potential leaders would feel that it's acceptable that alone would not make me not um, vote for Obama, because I do think that out of what we have to choose from, I still think he's the best, but I think our country really needs to pray, because I think our leaders are misguided. Why do you like him so much? Just tell us. Well, because I do think that he's brilliant, and he has a fresh perspective, and I think that I... I'm sorry. Keep going, because I want to hear a specific... Uh, issue that he has a position on that you like? I like the fact that he that he thinks that everyone in this country should have the opportunity to um, take advantage of the many benefits that the United States offers. Let me ask you this, though, Jeanette, because I go back to the Declaration of Independence. I mean, this is Obama-sounding language that everyone's endowed by the Creator with certain inalienable rights. Among these, the right to life. I mean, that sounds like that could come straight from an Obama speech. He's that good on the stump. It's very compelling. But wait a minute. 
if uh, you said everyone is to have a chance, uh, you said something like that just now, and, and the, the Declaration says, you know, this country is established on a principle that everyone is created in God's image and has a right to life. How can he be so good if he wants to systematically deny the right to life to young children, unborn children? What do you make of that? Well, I think I would need to hear him explain a little, explain that a little more. Like I said, I am opposed to that. I happen to have a 16-year-old unmarried granddaughter, and she is going to have that child. So I am totally opposed to abortion. Well, good for you and good for her. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll tell you what we're going to do, Jeanette. Thanks for calling. We're going to play some Obama sound on abortion in this segment or the next. We've got four or five clips lined up, and you can hear in his own words what Barack Obama uh, has. So get back to your radio, listen in, and we're going to play some Barack Obama on abortion. But let's go to Terry next. Terry, we want your reaction. Obama says, I don't want them punished with the baby. What do you think of that? Well, I am a born-again Christian. I am not an Obama supporter by any stretch of the imagination. However, having said that, I really felt like that in the context uh, that he made the comments, he really was speaking more about, instead of that being an abortion issue, it was more of not wanting his daughters to be in the position of being unwed mothers and having a baby out of out of marriage is what I felt like he was saying. So that is what he was saying. Candidates. <laughs> that is what he was saying, but uh, it was a very unfortunate choice of Poor words choice and of way of putting it. And, you know, sometimes uh, what comes out is really what you're thinking. Mm. Right. And, and I agree with that. I just want to make sure that I just don't, I want to make sure that the media and us do not, you know, inflame things that don't need to be taken out of, you know, out of proportion. But I do agree. It was a very poor choice of words and, Obviously, you're right. It probably did stem from a pro-abortion heart, you know, in him. However, I felt like he was saying that he just wanted his daughters to do that in the right way and not, you know, not have them out of wedlock or whatever. Hey, thanks, Terry, so much. I think a lot of people would give him some benefit of the doubt in the context there. But the fact that he could speak of this as punishment, I think, does reveal the psyche of the Democrat Party, the hard left of the Democrat Party, that they do. It's, it's again, the Jocelyn Elders quote, every child a wanted child. And it's the, the, the distinction between those who are wanted, oh, they have a right to life. Those who are unwanted do not have a right to life. Let's go next to Eva. Thank you for calling, Eva. What's your view? Thank you for taking my call. Um, I think that Obama is very... Um, clever and that his words are very clever but I'll tell you I am 50 years old and I have so many friends and so many youths and so many young women I have counseled that have had abortions and their lives have been ruined yes they have felt they were worthless they have felt very difficult getting God's grace and God's forgiveness it's a hard thing to carry around and I that's we don't do enough education on that either if you have this abortion, you're not going to have this child, but you're going to have to live with that the rest of your life. Yeah, that's a punishment there. That is, you're putting yourself through uh, guilt, shame, uh, condemnation. And uh, yes, there's God's grace. There's the blood of Jesus Christ. But a lot of people don't find that. And they go through this experience really alone, confused, alienated, sad, depressed. 
He doesn't mention that. I know there are people on both sides of the abortion issue, but really when you look at a person who's going to be your president, uh, the value that they place on a human life I think is very important. And if you can be that casual about it, especially even when mentioning your own daughter and the fact that she might be saddled with that guilt that was just mentioned, I think it, it just really says something about the core of the character of that person. Well, we've got a couple of the callers on the line, but let's listen quickly to Obama on abortion. Some people argue that the federal ban on abortion was just an isolated effort uh, aimed at one medical procedure, that it's not part of a concerted effort to steadily roll back the hard-won rights of American women. That presumption is also wrong. Within hours of the decision, an Alabama lawmaker introduced a measure to ban all abortions. With one more vacancy on the court, we could be looking at a majority hostile to a woman's fundamental right to choose for the first time since Roe versus Wade, and that is what is at stake in this election. All right, did you hear that? Obama says a woman's fundamental right. He talked about the hard-won right to abortion, not the right of the unborn child to live, but the right of the woman to kill that child. And he brought up the Supreme Court opening. This man will appoint Supreme Court justices that support the killing of unborn babies. Tina, you're on the line. Thank you for calling. What do you think of this? Well, I am an Obama supporter. I am a Christian, and I believe in the right to life. Uh, not so much for Senator Obama's stance, because I think all Christians understand where he stands at this point. Here's what I think most Christians are hoping for who are supporting Obama. And this, you know, not to be unwise in your vote, but that he is elected with a fresh perspective. I mean, we've given, we gave the Republicans their opportunities who preach the same thing, change, right to life, all of the conservative values we believe in, and they either didn't do what they said they were going to do or they acted so unethically and immoral that we are looking for a fresh perspective. And we just pray that once that person is elected, that God will change their heart on some of the issues. And I think that's where folks who are Christians are voting for him are hoping that those folks that don't align with what we've it's, Tina, called, it's called hope. It's called a pipe dream. <laughs> Tina, you faded out. I'm sorry about that. I do think a lot of Christians who are supporting Obama are thinking that and hoping that. But uh, unfortunately, this is a matter of principle for this man. And uh, again, he has the most liberal position in the U.S. Senate on this and other issues. And uh, I I do think it's a, it's a misguided hope. Let's go... Uh, um, to Carolyn next. Carolyn, thank you so much for calling. You're on the air. Thank you for taking my call. I just have a simple thing, and I'm not judging men. I just think a man does not have a clear understanding or view or whatever you want to call it, the emotional depth of uh, killing something in your womb and then living with that. I just... I, they only know what they're told, and I don't mean that men aren't, some men aren't very sensitive to that, I understand, but I'm saying as uh, women and men, women, as far as the penalty of of uh, having an abortion, there's very, probably very few that understand that. Well, the woman is the one that walks in and has the abortion. That's very true, although I do know some men that feel horrible about the abortions they yeah, were involved that's in. I know, that's what I'm saying, but... I said, especially a man running for president, <laughs> yeah, uh, and with political aspirations. I just don't think they 
Have a clue. All right, thank you so much, Carolyn. All right, we've got Robert Lindsay holding. I hope they'll hold over the break. We will get to you. Barack Obama says today, yesterday, I don't want them punished with a baby. He's talking about his daughters. If they don't get sex education, they might make a mistake, and they might be punished with a baby. We have more Obama sound. Actually, in his own words, we will play Barack Obama on abortion when we come back. We've heard... Some Obama supporters who are Christians who say, look, we're going to vote for him anyway. It doesn't matter. Well, should it matter? Can you close your eyes to this? The fundamental human life issue of our time. Let's talk about it. We'll be right back. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. The only thing more disturbing than the decision was the rationale of the majority. Without any hard evidence, Justice Kennedy proclaimed it is self-evident that a woman would regret her choice. He cited medical uncertainty about the need to protect the health of pregnant women, even though the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists found no such uncertainty. Uh, Justice Kennedy knows many things. My understanding is he does not know how to be a doctor. He... All right, pretty good laugh line. Barack Obama speaking to a group of liberals, uh, pro-abortions, uh, supporters, and uh, he's criticizing the ban on partial birth abortion, the most extreme, egregious, late-term abortion. And he says, I want to defend a woman's right to go in and have that baby killed, a baby that could survive outside the womb, viable at that moment. I'm not even opposed to that. Mocking Justice Kennedy, who's not a hard right judge, who's really in the middle in a swing vote. And uh, what Obama may or may not know is that when he says the health of the mother, the Supreme Court in Doe versus Bolton has said that the health of the mother includes psychological health, mental health, financial resources, uh, their careers, and so it really it's a carte blanche on, on going in and killing that baby if it's an inconvenience to the mother. Well, we want to know what you think about Obama. He's pro-abortion, but uh, Christians are supporting him. Let's go now to Robert. He's been holding. Robert, what's your view? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yes, you're on the air. 
Okay, great. Um, I'm serious about the argument that you have regarding abortion, abortions. However, it's not limited to that. It's not that the guy is going to be president just for Christians who don't believe in abortions, but he's going to be president for everybody who have a diverse uh, opinion. And so it's kind of difficult for me to just understand how he can take one stance to uh, be in agreement with a certain group and not another one when he's trying to be president of the entire United States. The other problem I have is, as the previous caller said, relating to this history we've had recently of the Republican Party who fill their own pockets, and they created an environment that's going to be one that we're going to suffer from for a long time. And then this pressure that was going to be placed on his unborn, uh, economic pressures and everything else, uh, for the mother who do have children who they can't afford, and that's the option that's being placed before them. And you got a lot, a lot of folks who are encouraging abortions, and they are people who put themselves in positions as good counselors, people who are positive. All right, Robert, we got to get on. we got other callers on the line. Uh, but I just don't accept your argument, Robert, you know, to say that uh, he's got to be president of all the people. Well, there are people who are murdering out there. He's got to be president of the murderers and the drug dealers and other lawbreakers. Does that mean he's got to accept it? Does, uh, uh, let's put this another way, though. You talked about the Christians and the non-Christians. This is a human rights issue. Yes, I can quote the Old Testament, Jewish scripture. I can quote the New Testament. Yes, that's Christian literature about the sanctity of innocent human life. But the Declaration says this is a self-evident truth, self-evident truth, that all human beings are created equal. And so uh, you don't really have to look at the Old Testament or the New Testament to know this. This is a human rights issue. To be human and to be alive means you have fundamental rights. A right to life is the most basic right you have. He does not support that. How can he say he's supporting the poor and the disadvantaged and the others if he will not support the most vulnerable uh, of our species in the womb. All right, we move from Robert to Lindsay. Lindsay, thank you for calling. What's your view? Thank you. Uh, that's a really good point. And I have to say, I'm very frustrated with Christians just saying that they're studiers of the word and then saying that they support Obama in his stance and being a little one inconsistent. Of the most liberal. And I be- <laughs> Go ahead. That's inconsistent. I'm agreeing with you. I, it's totally inconsistent. And I don't understand how we can go argue economics when we're dealing with the life of a human. Yes. It, I don't understand that. So. Thank you, know you so much, really Lindsay. You know what's really sad is uh, the African-American community loves Barack Obama to a great extent. He is uh, black. And uh, yet, you know, abortion disproportionately hurts that community right. by a huge, huge amount. They've aborted a huge percentage of their babies over the last four decades. And so, in a sense, he ought to be... You know, thinking about that part of it, I think... When it's been documented again statements. and again. Of course, Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, was a racist. And uh, there is a disproportionate amount of black abortions to their proportion in the population. It's not good. It's a kind of a racial genocide, really, against the black community. Wake up out there, if you're in that community, to what this agenda will do to your population. David from Rowlett... It's on the line. You're on the air now. Hey, Jerry, enjoy your show. Thank and, you. Uh, that last caller kind of stole my thunder. I, <laughs> I, that's exactly what I was going to say. I, I am more 
disappointed by those that say they're Christian and they're following the Christian worldview and then uh, make statements like Obama provides a fresh perspective. Well, a fresh perspective to what? We've had a president that has been a vigorous defender of life, a vigorous defender of traditional marriage, and you can say whatever you want to about other Republicans, but this president has gone to bat for us, and you want a fresh perspective is what I'm hearing from these other people. I don't want that kind of fresh perspective. (laughs) I want somebody that's going to defend human life and defend traditional marriage, and that's a Christian. You've got to put everything else aside. You've got to put his race aside, as as nice as it would be to have a you know, a minority president for the first time. It's just not that particular minority man needs to be the president. Thank you, David, so much. You're right. Fresh. In this case, fresh is rotten because fresh means anti-life and anti-family. Um, and I want to say I am disappointed. Uh, we always welcome callers here. I want you to keep calling. But to say you're Christian and to say this is not an important issue or the most important issue. Could you say that about slavery 150 years ago? Could you say that about the Holocaust in Germany? That, uh, by the way, Hitler brought a great economic revival. I'm not saying there's a moral equivalency between Obama and Hitler. Don't go say that. What I'm saying is this. Economics is not the most important thing. Oratory is not the most important thing that human beings would have a fundamental right to life and that government would see this is their primary obligation to protect a right to life, to protect a right to freedom and liberty, and that we could all pursue happiness and choose our own way and acquire private property and so forth. This is the fundamental function of government according to the Declaration of Independence. If Obama fails that test, he is not fit to be President of the United States. The Bible does say, Thou shalt not kill. That's not a suggestion. It's one of the Ten Commandments. This is Jerry Johnson Live with Pennedexter. John Maxwell coming on soon. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.